0: Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. Such a privilege, such a joy, and they smelt my name right. Good guys. It's so brilliant to be able to just share with you today. And I'm using that word share deliberately. When the uh, Pastor Clive kind of asked, asked me to speak this morning. To, to be honest with you, um, I, I had a bit of a conversation with, with the Lord and, and I've realised that you never really win, win those. Uh, I started a bit of negotiation with the Lord and you don't really win those either. Um, basically, what the Lord asked me is what I'm going to seek to share with you over these next few moments. As many of you will know, uh, I've been part of King Faith for, for a long time. Um, about 28, 29 years, and um, God spoke to uh, us as a family, and my wife and our three children back in uh, the mid-80s, actually, at Faith Camp. I know many of you are at Faith Camp, I know many of you are are logging in and joining us today because you love the presence that there is, uh, that you experience at Faith Camp, so Pray that this morning is like you are still in that marquee, that tent, that caravan, but without the wet, but with the presence, if that's okay. But I was at a faith camp meeting many, many years ago, and um, my, my wife was at one side of the auditorium and I was at the other. And as clearly, as hopefully I'm communicating with you, I heard the Lord speak to me and said, you, you will go one day to Rothy Place. I was like, well, where's Rothy where's Place? And the Lord said, I will show you. And, and here I am 28 years later, I'm uh, still kind of based at Ruffey. Um, I have been involved for many, many years um, in, in doing very different things for the Lord as he's led and as he's spoken and as he's opened up opportunity. Uh, but I just want to share some of those things with you because what the Lord said to me, and I'm going to try and share with you this morning, is that over the years of serving him in the best way that I knew how, in giving to him with everything that I can, and sometimes things that I never thought I could, is that I've been on a bit of a journey, and I want to share some of those stages of the journey with you. The reason for that, I believe, is is a simple one. I don't know whether you cho- uh, joined us at our prayer meeting last Wednesday. It was really powerful and such a joy to be able to just be involved with, uh, with Kevin and, and Rohan and Colin uh, and you who joined in to pray and to release God's will and God's plan but there's something very interesting that God spoke to me Uh, I'm just going to use my iPad if that's okay there's something very interesting that God spoke to me before that and it kind of ties in a little bit with the sense that uh, Pastor Andy Elms brought to us a couple of weeks ago. Where in the natural sense, in our nation, in your nation, in most nations, there is a sense of restriction and things are closing down. And there are, there are no obvious opportunities to kind of love on people and share life with people. And yet in the middle of all of that, how many of you know that the word of God never changes? That in the middle of a, of a, of a, of a desert, the word of God can break out a spring and a river that in the middle of uh, nothing, the Word of God can change nothing into something. In the middle of nowhere, God can change nowhere into somewhere. Uh, Ask Jacob about that when you meet him. He knows all about nowhere becoming somewhere, and not just a somewhere, but an awesome place. And I just believe as I share some things today, and it's going to be a bit of a teach and a bit of a kind of a training session, I hope, by the grace of God, is that we're going to share some keys that are going to help you and me to be the light and the hope that our nation, your nation, needs right now. Pastor Andy Elms was saying that even with the lockdown, he can hear the harvest. And, and for many, many years, I've heard the sound of harvest. Sometimes it's been just within a context of uh, church planting or, or mobilising church mission teams or just training people to share their testimony or just sharing people to have the confidence to tell people that God loves them and has got a plan for them. And what I've loved over the years, not just seeing many, many people respond and give their lives to Jesus, and not just sing, Jesus is Lord, and not just sing, I bow my knee, but literally do that. But on the inside of their life, when they thought that their whole world was falling to pieces, they made Jesus their Lord, their leader, if you like. And it totally changed their life. And then they bowed their knee, their life, the pain, the trouble, the heartache, the headache, the worry, they bowed everything to God. And when they got up, they were changed. I've, I've had the privilege of seeing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people make that decision and become a Christian, a follower of Jesus. But we have the lockdown on one sense and we have what God was saying to Pastor Andy Elms. And on Wednesday night, just before that, uh, one, one of the people that work with me um, on the team sent me this song. It's, a, it's not one of our songs, it's a great song, it's Corrie Job. it came out in October. And as I was just listening to it, God spoke into my heart and I, I want to communicate from my heart through the weaknesses of my own personality and mouth to your heart so that God can speak to you. And I pray that you get what God was saying saying this it's time for the sleeper to wake it's time for the old winds to change it's time for the dead men to rise and it's time for the great light to shine the spirit is saying it is time let the king of glory in fling wide the heavenly gates let the king of glory in let the king of glory in Ride in on your people's praise, open up the windows, let the light in. What a tremendous encouragement for me, for you, for us, that it's time for us to open up the windows of our life. If you know Jesus, then God has made you a light. And he caused that light to shine. That's what lights do. we got lights on in this room. If we didn't, it would be totally dark. We'd end up stumbling around, falling over all the gear here, falling over each other, having accidents, hurting ourselves, wounding ourselves. That's what happens when you stagger around in the dark. I can remember a life that was staggering around in the dark. And then one day I gave my life to Jesus and a light came on and suddenly I could see. And I pray that today, if you're staggering around in the dark, if you're falling over things, if you're getting wounded through life, that God is going to switch a light on inside of your life today. So not only do you see him, but you see the world in a different way. But over these years of just sharing testimony, stories in the Bible school, had the tremendous privilege of just investing in young people, older people, single people, married people, some people that had only just become Christians. We had some times when people didn't even know God, came to the Bible school. I mean, that's crazy, right? There's no exceptions to the love of Jesus. Everybody's in if they're in. And I can remember the first week of one term, there was a a young lady that was there and was obviously just finding the whole thing really difficult and strange and weird and kind of almost freaking out. And God spoke into my heart and said, just sit behind her and pray for her. So one evening I remember sitting behind this lady and praying for her and just speaking God's blessing over her and openness and she gave her life to Jesus. Now that's got nothing to do with me. It's just because my heart was ready, my ears were listening, and I made myself available. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit today about how do we become these people of hope, these people of light. Pastor Rohan last week was saying about living outside of boxes and and I suppose when I was listening to that I was thinking it's great, but Holy Spirit, please box me in. Your word says that you hem me in around me inside of me. I can't go over there without finding you. I can't go up there without finding you. I can't go down there without finding you. Holy Spirit, I want to live within the box that you're in. I don't want to live within the box that I'm in, or the work one, or the leisure one. As as Rohan was saying last week, it was great. But here's the first thing that I've learned after all these years of just seeking to love God and love people. And this, you already might know this, in which case I'm really, really sorry. But I'm going to share it with you anyway. God will never wait until we're ready. He waits until we're willing. And the very first time I shared my testimony, which is a long time ago, I was going through loads of conversations. Usually we have three conversations. We have the first one, which is in our head, which goes along like this. Uh, they'll think I'm mad. What will they think of me if I tell them that I'm a Christian? We have a conversation in our head, and I don't know if that's true for you, it's true for me. Then if we follow somebody's keys, we actually have a conversation. We, we say, how you doing? You know, it's been great to see you, my name's whatever. Whatever the context, it will change and we'll talk about some of that in a moment. Then we have another conversation. Usually three happen with me. One, I'm listening to this person. Two, I'm listening to my own thoughts. And three, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And over the years, I've learned that it's all right to start there as long as you don't enter the narrative there. Because there's a reason why we've got two ears and one mouth, of course, and that's so that we listen twice as much as we speak. So the first key is God never waits until you're ready to share your story, to pray for someone, to love on someone. He never waits. He just waits until you're willing. My people will be willing in the day of my power and it's overwhelming and i've been overwhelmed so many times i can remember um being being in a in a kind of a conferencing setting and you might think well that's easy for you it's all this going on but i was only there to be a steward actually i wasn't there to speak i wasn't there to lead the work. i wasn't there to do anything i was just there to love the people and as i was kind of walking around and things were going on on my ear with a little radio on and this kind of thing I, I heard the holy spirit say to me walk over there stand on that row. I walked over there, stood on that row, probably within 10-15 seconds. uh, There's a couple there that just burst out crying. I don't think it was because I was there. I hope not. I don't think it was. Or maybe it was. Maybe God had already gone ahead and prepared them. Maybe God had already been speaking into their lives and I just was the person that was willing to go. And in the course of a conversation with them, uh, they were able to reconcile some things. that They'd had a, an argument before they came. Uh, they'd fallen out. There's a lot of anger and all kinds of what's it, stuff going on. Anyway, just through asking them questions and just praying, Holy Spirit, use me. They not only reconciled themselves to one another, but also reconciled themselves to Jesus. The lady was already a Christian, but her husband wasn't, and he gave his life to Jesus. So it's interesting how first one is God doesn't wait until we're ready, but just until we're willing. Then I learned about asking questions. Don't give statements. Ask questions. But here's some things that I just want to share with you. They all come from uh, one chunk of the Bible. And we're just going to read it through at the beginning and then comment on it. It's from the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 2 to 6. And I believe this is a key to having a light and life kind of lifestyle, living within the box of the Holy Spirit, which I believe he wants us to do, that we open up the windows of our life, uh, that we are seeing dead men arise. And it says this, it says, Devote yourselves to prayer, be watchful and thankful, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message. So that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way that you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Of course, in everything about being a Christian, about being a follower of Jesus. God always starts with a heart. He always does. When Jesus walked around thousands, two thousand years ago, he could have spoken about all kinds of issues. Issues which were true then and real then, and issues which are true and real now. But he didn't. He spoke into the heart of people. It was almost like he could read their hearts. Sometimes he would go to a village and just look out, and something would happen to him, and he'd move. He'd be moved, the Bible says, to a certain house or person. Even when he was kind of on a mission, if you like, he was going to go and heal someone. His heart and his mind were not just so consumed by that, that people crossed his path and he stopped. And he released his love and his life and his hope to them. And people got healed of long-term conditions and pains and hurts and heartaches and headaches. Why, why is it that Jesus could do that? Because I believe he lived a devoted life. Now we've heard all about that in King Faith for years, but I want to unpack that in terms of what it means. For me, devotion is a choice. It's, it's is something that is an antidote to apathy. Devotion is something which helps me form a habit. Of course, you know what a habit is? A habit is something that you do a bit, then you do it a bit more, then you do it a bit more and a bit more often, and after a bit, an abit becomes a habit. And over these years, I suppose I'm learning, and I want to share with you, God doesn't wait until we're ready, but till we're willing. We can ask questions, but listen, But there's a habit of sharing our life with people that maybe we just need to relearn or maybe learn in a new way. I know some people are really good at sharing their story. They love it. It's like I've been with some people like that. It's almost people cough or sneeze and immediately they're in there with, you know, Jesus loves you and he died for you and he wants you to know him. And I understand that. To be honest, I'm not really like that. What I've been learning in my experience and what I want to share with you is that God wants a lifestyle where we're impacting people every day. Before I was a Christian, which was a while ago, it went through some troubled times and it, it was difficult, challenging. Maybe your life is difficult and challenging. But when I gave my life to Jesus and he totally changed my life and is continuing to change my life, he gave me another key, which is so many of us, particularly at the moment, If you're on lockdown, you know, two and a half weeks and when's it going to end? We could just be counting the days. Maybe you've got a prayer day. It's like, thank you, Jesus, that I've got through today. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to get... This is great. It's brilliant that we do that. But I believe God wants us to stop counting the days and start making the days count. Because today is a good day to know Jesus. Today's a good day to be healed by Jesus. Today's a great day to be restored to Jesus. Today's a great day to let the power of God, the Holy Spirit, come and fill your life. So devotion over years and years and years and sometimes I've got it really right and sometimes I've got it really wrong, but it's a choice. Lord, I want to devote myself to you, to your love. I can remember what I was like before I was a Christian. But I'm so thankful that my life now belongs to you and I have a hope and a future. And it goes on in that verse, doesn't it? Being thankful and watchful. Well, this helps us to see our days differently because I can guarantee if you make a choice to devote yourself, you're just going to pray, you're just going to wait on the Lord, you're just going to make yourself available. You're just going to be willing, Lord, just use me. I don't become like uh, like uh, Isaiah in Isaiah. This is really funny if you know your Bible. Isaiah chapter six. This is about 700 years BC. Isaiah goes to church and suddenly things happen. It's a bit weird. Things start to move around a bit, and there's a bit of fire in there. It's like, what is going on? And Isaiah hears the voice of God, and he, it's like, what is this? And God. God asks a question, and I think I'm asking you a question. God asks me this question pretty regularly, to be honest. He says, I'm God, but who will go for me? And I, I had some days, to be honest with you, particularly when we have been working with churches and teams and doing mission and outreach and going out on the streets and doing stuff, and every single conversation was uh, talked to the hand. Every single conversation had other language with it, which I would never repeat on this. And I would come back there and think, dear Lord Jesus, here I am, but please send somebody else. And we can get into a rut like that. I did. You did. But let me tell you, God speaks to those he calls and he calls those that he wants. So if you have any sense of a relationship with Jesus today, he's called you into that and he's called you and he's chosen you to be a hope and a light carrier. So every time now we look out of the windows of our life, wherever you live, on a flat, in a building, in a mansion, on a boat, wherever, decide to be thankful. But watchful. What does watchful mean? Well, for me, it means that I just see life a bit differently. I guess some people call me a half full cup, not a half empty cup. Whichever one you are, be the best one that you can be. Be watchful. Look out over your family with hope. This is not the end. Look out over your workplace with hope. God can do something here. Look out over even your own body. If you're feeling sick or pain, or, or pain, look over it. Look in the mirror of your life and say, there's a hope. God can heal me. God will heal me. God has healed me. Because when we devote our lives to the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I'm willing, please use me. Use my lips, use my heart, use my hands, use my feet. I'm just going to be available, be willing. It changes our perceptions. I can remember uh, not that far from here, actually, in Crawley, walking around Crawley with a friend of mine. This was a few years ago. And um, we walked around a particular estate. I think we were just gonna go for, uh, get a shop or something. I won't name the shop, but I'm sure other brands are available. Uh, and I walked past this door and I can't even remember what number it was, but the, it just, something just hit my heart. It was like, oh my goodness me, what's going on? And we walked around to the shop and we bought whatever we bought. And then on the way back, I said to my friend, we just need to go and knock on that door. I have no idea, don't know who they are. Never been here before. I know where the shop is, but I don't know who they are. And, and we went up there and we had a conversation, right? Who's gonna knock on the door? And kind of who's gonna pray and, and this kind of thing. Cause you know, it's a spiritual thing to do. Knocked on the door and it was nothing there. And I looked at my friend and said, what is going on? We can't have missed this. I mean, why are we here? So we knocked again and then a light went on upstairs and then you could hear the running downstairs. Of, the patter of tiny feet and then a, a young lady opened a door and she was obviously quite emotional and crying, she was a bit of a state, I can put it that way. If you're watching, we still love you and you're, you're brilliant. I had a conversation, she said, you know, my name's Jonathan and I was just walking past and you know, I don't know why, I just felt I should come and see if you're okay. Um, not a, not response really, she, looked, she wasn't looking at me, looking at the ground. Uh, And I said, is there anything that I can do to help? And after a moment, through tears and through a little bit of snot and crot, sorry, she said, I was was up in the bathroom and I was just about to take my life. But you knocking on the door stopped me. Probably like you, I was really shocked. But it's like I knew what to say, and we knew what to say. We had a conversation with this lady and spoke to her about hope and Jesus, and she gave her life to Jesus in the threshold of a door. You see, if we're devoted and we're willing and available, we don't really know who, who we're going to meet. We just know that there's someone out there That needs what you carry. So here's another cue, here's another key. You you don't know anyone that doesn't need to know more about Jesus, and neither do I. We don't know anyone, you don't know anyone that doesn't need to know more about Jesus doesn't necessarily mean they're going to say, Yeah, that's great, I'm going to give my life to Jesus, and it's all done. It's great when that happens. But when we're looking out over life and we're watchful and we're thankful, it, we become hope carriers to the world that needs it. That There is a solution, there is an answer and we need to live the answer. We need to become the answer, just like we become a mouthpiece, a voice. It goes on in this scripture that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ and I don't know about you, I, I'm a fairly simple guy. Uh, I like to find out how things work. Uh, I was trained as an engineer um, for many, many years and and had the privilege of working in in, in some big um, companies. But most of what I was doing was developing things that, that blew people up a long way away, which is like, when I think of it, I think, oh my goodness. But I learned so much about God's processes. And God's process is this. God will always fix things so that they work how they were supposed to work. And in my years of experience in training people, talking, sharing, being with them, enjoying their their victories and celebrating them as well when it's not gone so well, the Lord reminds me that he's put me around and he's put you around to fix things that don't work properly people were designed to know God, people were designed to have a relationship with God, people were designed to have an eternity with God, but not everybody does. Certainly I remember when I didn't and maybe you can too. God's put you and me here and others to be a hope carrier communicator, but we need to pray. I love to be able to pray for people on my win the one. I don't know if you've forgotten it or remember it or you use it, I encourage you to have a win the one or win the three or win the ten or win the town. Uh, the Proverbs is great. It says, one who wants to win the city is smart. And in my heart, I, I, I love to see whole areas of, the, of towns towns. Uh, impacted through the gospel, through the life of God. And I've had the privilege of seeing that happen where I went to a whole town once uh, and because it was unusual the things that we were doing, a whole town came out to an event that we did. And again, I know some of you watching will remember this, uh, we, we were in a community hall and we were just kind of singing some, some songs, a bit like we were doing here now. And, and five young people came in and sat at the back and they were quite big and they were quite imposing. And these five young people came because they thought in the community centre, in the middle of nowhere, was Elton John. That uh, well, it wasn't Elton John, it was us. We were singing and having a great time with Jesus and just enjoying his presence, and they came in and thought it was Elton John. I mean, some of you might be sniggering, I'm not Elton John. You may have worked that out. But God drew them, God brought them, and somebody that was at the door met them and chatted with them and brought them to the front, and we were just chatting with them. And all five of those people gave their lives to Jesus because they thought it was Elton John. I have no idea how that works. Pray for Elton John to know Jesus. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? But I don't know how it works. All I know is, is to be willing, make yourself available, be watchful, be thankful, but pray. Lord, open up a door today. Open up an opportunity for me to love on someone, to share life with someone, to talk to someone about how you've changed me. You know, I don't know how many points we've got to. I'm not really counting. But here's another one. I've realised in my journey that the things that tested me become my testimony. And the big mess that I used to get in and still do, with God's help, the big mess becomes the big message. And also through those times, and I had one of these a few weeks ago, where it just felt like the whole world wanted to beat me up and roughed me up and it was like, what is going on? I felt a little bit like a victim and maybe you're feeling a bit like a victim. But let me tell you, Jesus will change you from a victim to a victor if you'll let him. And this nation and your nation needs some victors walking around the shops. They need some victors walking around to the school gates. They need some victors that were just walking around the street. Why? Because victors carry hope. They carry light. Let's pray for the win the ones. Let's pray for the people that we see. Let's pray for the people that we meet. Again, I I always encourage people, if you're having a conversation with someone, maybe they don't really know God at all, or maybe they just did and and kind of forgot on him or whatever, It's always say, can I pray for you? In my experience, 99% of the people usually will say yes. And I do, but even if they don't, guess what? When they've gone, I pray for them anyway. I'm watching them walk away, or I'm watching them drive off. I'm not going to watch people's lives without an expectation that God can change them. And I'm going to thank him for that. I think when, when, God called, when Jesus called the first disciples, he must have had great faith. I mean, what a bunch of people. I don't know about you, but I I think sometimes when when Jesus called me to know him, what, what a faithful God. I knew what I was like. He knew what I was like. He knows what you're like and he still calls you to know him. What a faithful God. So let's pray in the morning, during the day. Let's let the spirit of prayer have a voice in our heart. This is why the heart's so important. But there's a mystery. I can remember Uh, I mentioned this last week, I can remember being part of dear John Mackay, bless him, Um, such a wise man, he would turn up one morning at at Roffey, we did a chapel service there, and he would just stand in front of everybody and say, I've got a secret. What's that? He said, guess what's in my pocket? Well, who's going to know that unless it's Marguerite? But the point is, is if you know Jesus, you've got a tremendous secret. It's a mystery. The mystery is is that God loves you, he wants you to know it, he wants you to live with him, he wants you to live for him, and he's prepared to pay the price for that. It's a mystery. The mystery is Christ in you, the hope of... it's a mystery. It's not the government or the, the economy. They're all a mystery to me, but this is a different mystery. This is a mystery that gives life and hope. How do we proclaim it? It goes on in the scripture. Well, for me, it's really simple. I I suppose I just use simple language, like I'm trying to use now. That is that there is a God and he really loves people. But I'm trying to listen all the time. What's in the heart of this person? So here's another bit of a tip. I've never seen anybody come to know Jesus because I've argued them there. I haven't seen anybody, whether it's in a one-to-one or a small group or a big group or even a bigger, bigger group, I've not seen anybody give their lives to Jesus because we've tried to convince them it's a good thing to do. We need the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit convicts. We try to convince but the Holy Spirit is brilliant at convicting. What does that mean? It means that you just, like maybe some of you now, you just get a sense of stirring on the inside or you just got the whole thought pattern that goes off and it's like, where did that come from? Conviction of the Holy Spirit is essential, which is why Jesus said, and here's another key, wait upstairs until I send the gift of the Holy Spirit, because when you get him, Man, you get the biggest witness in the universe. You get the witness that cried out over the whole of emptiness and made light. You get the witness that made truth. You get the witness that knows about God. Aren't you so thankful that you've received the Holy Spirit? If you have, if you haven't, you can. Give your life to Jesus because he wants you to have the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, creativity, the creativity of God. The power of God. And I love when I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me, I just love it and I'm learning over the years. I'm just gonna go there, I'm just gonna do that. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna sit on that seat outside that shop in Horsham because I know this person's gonna turn up. Does it just happen overnight? No, it doesn't, but it does happen if you devote your life to it over a few nights and have a go. Does it work first time? Sometimes, sometimes not. But if you're devoted, It's not about results, it's about obedience. And I want to encourage you, God has called us at this time to open up the windows of our life. And you might be thinking there, you might be thinking, oh my life is such a mess. God wants to change that mess. God wants to come into that mess, sort you out and use you as a witness. It might be that you've got, at the moment, it's just whatever state or condition your life is in, God still, if you let him, will come into your life and touch it and transform it forever. And whatever God touches, he changes. Here's another key, probably number 12, I have no idea, is that if we let God touch our lives, Maybe through prayer, through worship, through the praise stuff you put on in the car stereo. Maybe you're just singing, whistling. But if you know God is touching it, whatever touches you, touches others. We read that in 1 John, whatever I've heard or seen or touched, that is what I pass on to you. Let your conversation be always full of grace and I hope, I pray, This conversation is full of grace. I'm having a bit of a conversation with you. I'm not here to uh, have a go or say everybody's rubbish. I know how rubbish I am. But I also know that God has this amazing habit of changing rubbish into precious things. But let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt. How does that work? Because your, your words, my words, our words as Christians, Man, there they should be like choice morsels, like they feed the hunger of people. That's what God wants for you. That's what God wants for me. do you just say that right word in season. It unlocks, like, again, I remember being with, with a group of young people um, and there were, I think there were about 15 or 16 young people and just chatting with them. It's like kind of over coffee. And we were there for about 10, 15, 20 minutes. And then after a while, my heart just broke for them on the inside. It was like these, these young people, in their teens. They, they've got so much to live for and so much ahead of them. And, and when I was eighteen, to be honest, I can't even remember being eighteen. Really, it wasn't that great? I can't really remember being twenty-one. Oh, that wasn't that great too. And I was looking at these people, thinking, "Oh my goodness, please just get to know Jesus." And as I just began to think that, the Holy Spirit worked in my heart and just I just began to cry a little bit. And these young people looked at me and thought, what, what is going on with you? You know, you're this crazy older guy. And as I began to tell them, I said, well, to be honest, I'm a Christian and God's speaking to me. And he's saying this about you, is that right? And I said, how did you know that? And I looked at the next one, I said, "And kind of showed me this. And he showed me that about you and is that right? And he said, how did you know? And we went through every single one of these people. And at the end of it, most of them were crying as well because they realised God's, God's interested in them. He's got something to say. It wasn't about me trying to sound knowledgeable because I'm not. It was trying to communicate, today's going to count for you and God's got a plan for you. But I've got to open my mouth and let God use it. I can't remember how many of these young people gave their lives to Jesus. What I can remember is that they all received the Holy Spirit and it was, this was in a a cafe, this wasn't in a meeting, this was just in a cafe. I can't remember the name of the cafe, I'm sure it was great. I hope that you're getting some things out of this, I just want to exhort you. If you know Jesus today, make a decision that tomorrow you're going to make a difference you're here to make a difference think above all of the stuff that might be going on around you which is trying to pull you down and and give you such a small message and such a small narrative i've learned and i want to share this with you that you know maybe you you have a longing to be on a platform i'm on a platform now there's hardly anybody here but your platform is your life and maybe you've got a longing or maybe you haven't you don't want to talk in front of people Maybe you're happy to do that, but you've got a load of people that you can talk to. Just be willing to open up your mouth and let God flow through you. So here's some thoughts. I hope this is helping. I've got loads and loads and loads of stories, but I don't want it all to be about how God uses me. It's about how God can use us, because you might be sitting there thinking, well that's all right for you, but... Don't, don't be a but person, be a yeah I want I, God, use me like that, use me like the Scripture says, make the most of every com- of opportunity, let my conversation be full of salt. Salt makes a difference, it flavours lives, it heals lives, it soothes lives, it restores lives. Your words are like choice morsels, your words are like silver. It's time for us as Christians, as church, to bring the healing balm. That word balm is such a lovely word, balm. It, what it means it soothes, it caresses, it warms, it goes into every joint and every ligament, and it brings freedom and release. I believe it's time for us to be the soothing balm to our towns, to our villages, to our workplaces, to the school gate. Because let me tell you, the world uses loads and loads of words thousands, tens of thousands in this modern age. But you only need one word that's been inspired by the Holy Spirit to unlock someone's life. The Holy Spirit is key. I'm going to pray for us in a moment, and I'd love you to pray with me if you can just in a moment. I'm going to pray for two things particularly. Firstly, if you don't know Jesus this morning, maybe you're kind of in a household where other people normally go to church and you've just had to sit and watch it. Well, well done for watching it. Maybe you've are just you just Googled and suddenly we've appeared and you've appeared. Great, you're here because God set you up to be here. I want to pray for you in a moment. But also for those of you, and I thank you so much, all the people that log in to the chat and talk into the chat. It would be really great in these next few moments if you wanted to share a bit of a story about how God has used you, put it on the chat. Kevin is on there. Kevin is brilliant at hosting the chat. So he'll, he'll be able to chat with you, interact with you. But if you've got maybe one or two lines of how God has used you, maybe to share your story, maybe to pray for someone, maybe you've had the privilege and the, the honour of leading someone to faith, I'd love to hear from you. If you've got any other thoughts and questions about, okay, I'll get that and i get that and i get that, put that on there as well. And after this, I'm, I promise I'm going to go through the whole chat and if I can help answer those afterwards, I will. But I also want to pray for people that maybe already know Jesus to receive afresh the wonderful witnesser of the Holy Spirit who can take nothing and make something out of it who can take nobodies and make somebody's out of it who can take people that are ordinary and make them extraordinary so are you ready? You can kind of keep your eyes open or shut, it's up to you I'm just going to pray and I know God is going to move so Father I want to thank you for everybody watching this morning or this afternoon or whenever they're watching I thank you that you love them you gave your life for them so that they could know you personally and walk with you in freedom. I pray right now for people who, maybe their heart is racing, their blood is pumping. Lord, in this moment, that they make a decision in their own heart before you to give their life to you. Because you are the hope, you are the light, you are freedom, you are joy. I pray right now for those people And sometimes I've done this, I've just said a prayer and you repeat it after me, but use your own words. Say things like, Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Jesus, I thank you that you want me. And Jesus, I give my life to you. Everything that has separated me from you in the past, I give it to you. Everything that has hindered, I give to you. All of my failures, all of my successes, I just give myself to you. Forgive me. Great thing about forgiveness from God is it's a choice of God to forgive. He loves to release forgiveness. And then if you've done that, you can then say, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and be my Lord, be my leader, be my boss. And He will do that. I'm going to pause for some of you. I know people are doing that. And if you've done that this morning, I would I would love you to contact us at info at have We'd love to pray with you, chat with you. We have some resources to help you make these first steps as a follower of Jesus, and we'd love to get those to you. But now for others that may be watching and... Maybe you're just feeling a bit nervous. It's like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Well, actually, I've found it's a good place to start. I can't. But God can. But don't say I won't. Maybe that's where God wants to change our hearts is, I won't share my faith. Well, God wants us to want to. So Holy Spirit, I just pray for every person watching today, tonight, whenever. Holy Spirit, you come upon them afresh, as you promised to do. You anoint them, enable them. Give them the words to say. Give them the opportunity to say it. Speak into their hearts and minds as they're having conversations at home, on the street, in the workplace. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus through us this week for your glory and for your honour. Amen. Just got one more thing to do, and that's to give you some homework. Is that okay? I'm a trainer, I can't help it. And these are gonna come up as slates. Um, Thanks to the guys that have put these together. We appreciate it. There's a few things that I would love for you to do. First one is decide what you're gonna devote yourself to. Then make a decision to look out the windows of your life with a new clarity and a greater expectation. Choose an attitude of gratitude. I'm known for one-liners, I like that one. Here's another one that I like. Your attitude affects your altitude. If you really, really wanna go high with Jesus, man, you gotta want to, and you have gotta know you can. Next one, ask the Lord to open up opportunities for you to share your faith with someone, ask him. James says if we don't ask, we don't get to ask him. Say, Lord, next week I just want to share my story with someone. Then share your story with a person. Offer to pray for them. And I put a separate one, pray for them. Whether they're with you or when they've left. It's my personal conviction that when I have a conversation with anybody, I'm responsible a little bit for them, and I'm gonna pray for them until they come to know Jesus. And then lastly, before we see an amazing video, which you'll love, is arrange to meet up with them again. and Take something like the Know Jesus mini book with you. Really helpful, Uh, really helpful. Again, sometimes I've used other tracks, I've used my Bible, but here's another little point. When I've used my Bible, I. I never read it. I give it to the people to read and I just comment on it. Please do those things. They will come up afterwards. Here's a short video. Enjoy it. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.